This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeerva. And today in episode 160, we're going to be looking at an easy way to get your children coding. I think pretty much everybody who's listening will agree that your children need to learn to code. Even if they're never going to become programmers or engineers, I think you're realizing that our world is changing so rapidly and that coding is a necessary skill, just as reading and being able to do math is. Uh, If you're not convinced, I have previous episodes that cover this topic and you can go and listen to those. It's one thing, though, to realize your children need to learn to code. It's another thing to figure out how to get them coding. How early should you start? How to do it? And you might feel overwhelmed. And this is true even if you yourself are a programmer or your spouse is. Because it's one thing knowing how to do it as an adult. It's another thing how to actually get your children started. And then there's also the problem is how do you get your children to do it if they're showing no interest? Obviously, one suggestion here is start them young and just do it without them even realizing that they're learning to code. But you know how difficult it is to get um, middle and high schoolers to do anything you want them to do. So to suddenly say to them, you know, it's time to learn to code, you're going to have to like, you know, explain to them why it's important and also just the fact that they need to give it a go in case they, they love it. I've had so many students because I teach coding through a show sponsor Funder Fund Academy and I've had a number of students who have not expected to enjoy it or the parents haven't expected their kids to enjoy it um, and there's been a lot of surprise when they realize what coding really is. So I'm going to give you a very easy way to get your kids into coding and also to get your kids perhaps onto the next step. So you may have had a child who's been playing a coding app, been doing a little bit of coding in some kind of language by themselves. Perhaps they've been on a first Lego League team where they have participated in coding the robot, something like that. And you want them now to move on and perhaps um, learn an actual language like Java or Python and move beyond just drag and drop and it's difficult to get them there. Well, this will work for them as well. And what I'm talking about here is the hour of code. If you're listening to this shortly after it comes out, then the uh, first full week, I think it's the week starting 6th of December, um, is the week of the hour of code. Now, I have talked about hour of code most years, I think, since I started this podcast, possibly every year, because it's just such a fantastic opportunity. So, The idea behind Hour of Code is that everybody tries to code for one hour during that week. And so the push is to get uh, parents, teachers, community leaders to to either do it in their own homes, in their classes, or to host bigger events. I've done this in the past where I've actually hosted um, large events and invited the community in. I haven't done it much recently because I think um, there's a lot more access to coding these days. 
The cool thing is with Hour of Code is you can code in many different ways and there are activities for all ages. Okay, not babies, but <laughs> there are activities for pre-readers. So this is where you can get your young children started. You can come back year after year. And as they've grown a little older, there'll be more activities for them. But also, as I was mentioning earlier, there are also activities that if you know that your child can do drag and drop coding, they've taught themselves some, and you don't really know how to get them actually looking at a little bit more advanced, then again, they can come in and do something more advanced. Now, I'm going to actually go over onto the website so that I can talk you through what I'm seeing and what you will be able to do if you go to it. So the website is hourofcode.com. And I will link to it in the show notes. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And uh, so when you go across into Hour of Code, you will first see the, um, the, ma the main page you want to go to. You're going to click on activities. Uh, the interesting thing is, if you'll see if you go to the main page, is that if you happen to be um, not English first language speakers, there are 45 different languages that are actually covered. So you can find even something in your own language if that would be helpful. So when you go on to activities, you are going to see, uh, you could either search, which is not probably going to be helpful, but at the top of the screen, there is all grades, pre-reader, grades two to five, six to eight, and nine plus. That's the first thing you're going to choose. So you already just making it very specific for an age range. Then you'll see just to the right of that, it says beginner or comfortable. So here again, you may have a pre-reader who's a beginner or pre-reader who's actually been playing a lot of apps because you've given them, found them apps. So they're fairly comfortable. And so you can put them onto the comfortable and they'll get something a little more challenging. And the same goes all the way through. So you could have a nine, um, you know, a high schooler who is, has never touched computing and they can pick beginner or you can have a high schooler who has said, you know, perhaps was on a Lego league team and you could give them comfortable because they've had something in the past. Uh, then you can choose who created it. And here, these, if you don't know much, this might not mean anything to you. There's a huge long list of companies who all participate. But if you do know these like Minecraft ones, so you can go there and choose that. Um, you can choose Tinker, which is similar to Scratch, you can choose Scratch. There are a couple of universities that have created things. You can go and check that. MIT App Inventor, um, there is that's on the list there. Khan Academy is on the list. Uh, Lego Education. There's there are just so many different choices. So you could go and actually narrow it down by who um, has created it. Even oh, there's Breakout Edu. I didn't know they did anything so immediately I'm interested in looking to see what breakout edu they've just got one it's a grade two to eight uh coding where obviously it's going to be some kind of breakout game like an escape room so that's pretty cool or you can just leave it at all so I'm just gonna leave it at all right now you can sort also by recommended or most popular so I've just left it on recommended then you go down and it starts on classroom technology. Now, obviously, for you as homeschool parents, this is what you have at home. And it's got everything from computers, Android or uh, is one option, then iPad, iPhone is another, screen reader, poor or no internet or no computer or device at all. So you don't even need a computer to participate because there are many um, activities you can do that actually will teach algorithmic thinking that you don't need to actually be on a computer for. Then you can get into topics, and here is where it might be easier to get your child who 
doesn't think they're interested in coding to do it. They are pure computer science, but there's also science, math, social studies. So if you've got a kid who loves history or geography, that's the one you want to pick. Language arts. You've got a child who loves learning languages, who loves reading, pick language arts. And then there's art, media, and music. So here's where if you're your artist, your musician, um, anything on that track, choose those topics because it will give you activities for them to do that will um, that will gel with them, something that they'll actually enjoy doing because it relate to what they like. It will also show them that coding is applicable in the areas that they're interested in. It's not just something for computer geeks. It is something you're going to be using in art, the media, and music. It's going to be using it in history, etc. Then the activity type is self-led tutorial or lesson plan. Now, if you're obviously just doing this with your kids at home, pick self-led tutorial. Then you've got length, an hour, an hour follow on, follow on or a few hours. So most of you will probably just pick one hour. And then there's language choices. There's blocks, typing, or other. I'm not too sure what other gives you. That might be sort of more... Uh, when you're not actually on the computer blocks is when you've got dragging and dropping so the code is there um, and you're just taking it and you're putting it in the right sequence typing means you're actually typing in the commands so you actually need to learn the syntax so that is normally going to be um, they're going to give that to people who are comfortable or if you're being a beginner at an, at a, at an older level so um, let's just take a look here I'm going to go now grades 9 plus just to kind of give you the kind of idea you might have I'm going to say on a computer and I'm going to go art, media, and music. And I'm not going to select anything further than that, right? So when I say this, there are immediately, um, literally, I'm just scrolling down and it's not coming to the end of it. There are so many different options here that you can choose from. So um, there's an Animoji one. There's Code A Cartoon, which looks super fun. Um, then there's an avatar, big data and digital footprints. Capture the lost melodies is another one. And these are all different types of um, code the news. There we go, vid code, code the news. That one is JavaScript. And you can see at the bottom, that one says grade six and plus and it's JavaScript. There's a play the tune app, which is the same age. Design your own typeface. Now that's very unique. Coding in music. There's another one. So, you know, it's really, there are going to be things that are going to interest just about everybody. So, um, in fact, one I was earlier that I'm not seeing now, maybe it was a younger age group, but I saw one where you could actually um, take some work works of art by famous artists and you could animate them. And I'm just not seeing that one right now, but that looked super cool. And these animate an adventure game, but I'm not seeing the animate the art. I think I did. Oh, I know what it was. I think I chose comfortable. All those were beginner. That is correct. When you choose comfortable instead of beginner, that's what comes up. That's what I thought looked really interesting. Interactive art, bringing art to life with code. Um, and that's using JavaScript. And the, your children really don't need to know JavaScript. It walks them through it and they get an idea of what it is like to code in JavaScript. And it's only an hour. so And it's free. I mean, everything's free. So it's just... There is just so many options. Quick draw emoji. Um, there's another one with machine learning. So again, they're learning these different concepts. I mean, you can let your children choose. And I would say, you know, you could even say to them, you'll do it with them. Now let's go to the younger ages. Let's look at pre-reader. Um, we can here do pre-reader and let's do um, social studies. 
Let's see what comes up there. Okay, I didn't have anything under that. Let's just maybe not take any specific thing. Okay, pre-reader. I'm saying it on a computer here, and it's giving me three different ones here. Learning coding with iCompute. Oh, it was all comfortable. Let me make it beginner. Beginner has plenty. Okay, there are a couple of ones if they're comfortable. But beginner ones has Code Monkey. Um, they've got a beach cleanup with Codable. Um, they've got Scratch Junior, which would be on an iPad. Sections are on computer though. Um, you can make your own mazes. And all this is is without being able to actually read. There's uh, um, Mystery Island, which again looks... And, and these are very... If we go onto the website, you'll see it's the graphics are very cool. It's very appealing. Your kids are going to want to give it a try when they have a look at this. Okay, let's go grades 2 to 5. This time I'm going to ask for social studies. And here you've got a shield design showdown. Um, and and there's lots of things that are going to appeal to girls as well as to boys. So please don't think coding is a boys thing. I, I'm a programmer and that really, really hurts me. Um, there's a Grace Hopper debugging activity. I don't know if she is. She was one of the people who was instrumental in creating code. And she was a woman as many of the early coders were. It's kind of, it became more of a man's world somewhere in the middle, that's another whole story, but we can go back and claim it for back for women as well as for men. There's um, one on responsible consumption and production. So if your kids are into that kind of thing, they can do that. Then there's one on Martin Luther King Jr. That's uh, done in scratch, which um, is really cool. So then if we go look at the grade six through eight, I'm you can just see there are so many. There's no way you're going to run out of ideas. And I'm clicking on language arts here. There's poem art. That's um, it's using blocks, um, some kind of block thing to do it. There's code your hero. There's an English biography using JavaScript. And uh, it looks like a graphic novel the way that is. Um, let's see what else there is here. <laughs> There's one called Co Code Like a Girl, which is all about storytelling. There's a mosquito patrol. Mapping your community. It's, it's just the flags of the world. Oh, that's really cool. That's with Python Turtle that you actually do that. And the little graphic there looks amazing. So lots and lots of different options here that you can do. Now, once your child does this and you say, okay, they do it and they're excited, what next? Well, first of all, they can carry on and do more and more of these. You could assign them one a day and I don't know how long it'll take you before you'd run out. There are so many options and then they're all designed to take about an hour. So you could build this into your normal homeschool routine. Maybe once a week you stop and you code. And you know, if you code with them, you keep up to date, they you get to see how they're doing and you show them that, you know, even if you don't have a clue, you can learn with them. You want to model that learning. Um, but let's say you have a child that wants to go even further. They do have, and you'll be able to see that, that you could actually go and look and see for activities. There are things that will take you more than just an hour and take kids further in. And then, of course, come across to... Um, Show Sponsor Founder Fund Academy. We have a couple of different options. We have Intro to Game Programming, which actually one of the modules for it's it's just a, a, a unit study, a four module one, i.e. for about four weeks. We actually use some of the code.org, um, which is part of Hour of Code, some of their, some of um, 
their activities and we also teach the game design and we teach a little bit of scratch and they actually like make the first interactive card by the end we teach a little bit of different things so that your child can get to know they even learn how to create their own graphics so they can use them in games um, then they can also go on and we have scratch if they want to scratch is drag and drop and you'll be able to do some tutorials in hour of code with it we have uh, both five-week classes or a full semester class that takes them through different games each week they learn a different game and they actually program a game it's a game they can send their family and friends to play scratch is very easy it's all online don't download anything doesn't cost anything and you just send people a link and they can play so your child can create a game and share it and someone can play it at the beginning the games are fairly simple but they're always fun and eventually they, they'll be more and more complicated and we have both i said the five week ones which are beginner intermediate advanced or you just do the whole lot together and you can also do them over the summer and it's it's the same the, the beginner intermediate advanced is the same as doing the full semester it just breaks it up so you could do it over a couple of summers for instance and those also the, the short ones are self-paced um, and then we've also got python so once they've got beyond drag and drop and they want to learn a real language they can come and again either do the five week ones or do the full semester ones in both of those in fact in all the ones we have we have teaching assistants so that if they get stuck there is someone to message um the the classes are also not the intro to game programming but the other two are graded all the scratch and all the python so that they can actually get credit for it if they're in high school they get feedback and as i said there is there is help so if you want to move on we are an easy way to to do it but there is so much free that you can play around with before you actually um, launch into paying for anything just by getting on to the hourofcode.com and exploring what they have do come and join us in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Let me know which of these activities you've tried out with your children, which ones they have enjoyed, and whether this is encouraging any of them to go further with coding. That's all for this week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week at the same time and in the same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.